Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. News doesn't stop happening on Fridays. With News Talk Radio at its weekend best, The Roy Green Show delivers on the Chorus Radio Network. I was just talking to my uh, studio producer, Wes, who uh, saw uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, yesterday, and he loved it. That's what I'm hearing from everyone who's seen it. I just absolutely love it. And uh, the latest installment of the Star Wars movies, expected to earn well in excess of $200 million by the end of its first weekend in theaters. We're joined by uh, Professor Paul Levinson. He's a professor of communications and media studies at Fordham University in New York City, nine nonfiction books critically acclaimed as written best-selling science fiction books. And uh, he's a multi-award winner listed in the top 10 academic Twitterers of 2009. And Professor Levinson's most recent book, released just days ago, is Touching the Face of the Cosmos on the Intersection of Space, Travel, and Religion. I got to read that. Professor Levinson, good to have you with us. Well, great to be with you, Roy. Years ago, when Close Encounters of the Third Kind was released, I interviewed Dr. Paul Hynek, former head of DASA's Project Blue Book, and I asked him how close to reality the movie about terrestrial and extraterrestrial interaction was, and he said, much closer than you might think. I've always wanted to ask this question. Was he pulling my leg or telling me the truth? I think he was pulling your leg. <laughs> ah, too bad. <laughs> because I, I've always come from the school of thought <laughs> that if we were visited uh, by aliens and UFOs, it wouldn't be on some dark, fog-ridden night someplace, <laughs> you know, in North Dakota or up in Alberta, Canada, or wherever. They might just as likely come down right in Times Square and or in Washington, D.C., or in Ottawa, so everyone could see them. So therefore, although I would be delighted if uh, we were visited by aliens, and we can talk about that, I don't think it's happened. Star Wars. It's not a cult. It's a way of life for millions of people. So why Star Wars? Why did this film, this approach, score so high and for so long, and now we have... Uh, Reviewers and moviegoers who've seen The Force Awakens grinning from ear to ear and saying they can't get uh, can't wait to go back and see it again. You've seen it, right? Yeah, I feel the same way. I have loved science fiction since I was a kid in the 1950s, but I remember very clearly the difference between the time before Star Wars and the time beginning with the first Star Wars movie released. Prior to Star Wars. Science fiction was sort of a guilty pleasure. It was almost like a cult. You know, so writers like Isaac Asimov and Robert Heinlein and Arthur C. Clarke, who, by the way, his novel, Childhood's End, was just uh, on the sci-fi channel, brought to the screen just a few days ago. Uh, the only people who really knew about those writers were this small group of devoted 
science fiction fans. As a matter of fact, when I was in junior high school, one day the librarian of the school called me down to her office. She had a grim expression on her face. I still remember her name, Mrs. Dason. And she showed me this list of books that I had read in the library. And uh, she said, do you see the problem here? And I sort of knew what she was talking about, but I figured I'd let her tell me. So I said, no, what's the problem? She said, they're all science fiction. And we have to broaden your horizons. And she said, you know, reading one thing like science fiction, it, just like eating one food is going to make you ill. And I realized it was too late for me. I was already mentally ill because all I loved was science fiction. But when Star Wars came out, suddenly that science fiction motif was liberated like a genie from the bottle, from being this small kind of genre to just having massive appeal to people of all ages. Uh, and that's the way it's been ever since. So that was a, a fabulous moment. And The Force Awakens really just is the latest installment in that saga. Why is The Force Awakens so good? And I'm, I'm glad that they brought back Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. And I understand not just with cameos, I'm really looking forward to seeing the film. What makes this one so good? Well, let me first say that I disagree with a lot of the critics who, to this day, are down on the second trilogy. And I have to say, I love the second trilogy as much as the first trilogy. But the problem with the second trilogy is that other than R2-D2, you know, and, you know, the, 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 and, and Chewbacca, there were no human characters who were literally the same between the first trilogy and the second trilogy. So I think one of the joys of The Force Awakens is indeed uh, that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and, you know, th these original stars are back again. Not only that, in the case of Harrison Ford, he plays a major role. You know, all too often what happens when a, a new m movie comes out and it brings back something of the early incarnations, it's little more than a cameo. But J.J. Uh, Abrams already showed in the Star Trek universe when he took over the, the Star Trek franchise and, and the rebooting of Star Trek that he brought Leonard Nimoy in as Spock, as the older Spock, and he had a major role. And it's the same thing with Harrison Ford uh, here. Uh, the other thing is it is true, especially in the third movie and the second trilogy, so that would be the most recent movie before The Force Awakens. It, it was a grim movie. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There were a couple of touches of humor, but by and large, it, it was really sad going. The story called for that. But here, although there are some grim parts, there's an enormous amount of zest and vitality, and that does indeed harken back to why people loved Star Wars in the first place. Professor Levinson, how about 30 seconds? What's the one thing you would suggest to moviegoers heading for the theater to see in The Force Awakens? What should they look for? They should just look for the joie de vivre. I think we're going to get out into space, and Star Wars, even though it takes place in the past, in that crazy cosmology, I think represents our future, and that's very exciting. I thank you for the time, and I, I'm very sorry you told me that Alan Hynek probably was pulling my leg. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We'll talk to you again. Thanks so much. Look forward to it. Professor Paul Evanson, his most recent book released just days ago is Touching the Face of the Cosmos on the Intersection of Space Travel and Religion. We're coming back after this.